happy to be here and I'm Kate and I'm happy to be here. How are we doing today? How are we feeling? Feeling okay? Feeling not so okay? If we're not feeling okay, you know, I hope you feel better after listening to this and maybe have a good day. But yeah, how are we all doing? Um, I'm doing good. It's a little early where I am right now, but that's okay. I got my coffee. I'm feeling good. I have someone else who's happy to be here and in a different time zone. Hi, it's Kara Ali. Yeah, I'm in the UK time zone, so it's like two o'clock here. So <laughs> I'm like up, I'm fresh. <laughs> yeah, you, you've already lived most of your day. You're, you're feeling good. Literally. Yeah, so tell us a little about yourself. So I am a uh, UK drag queen. Um, and that's kind of like, not like a side hustle, but I do that. But my main thing is law. So I study law. I'm due to graduate next week, literally a week from today. Oh my God. So that's so I'm great. very excited to be that. I can change my bio on Instagram to law graduate instead of law student. I'm excited about that. And um, yeah, that, that's all about me. I'm a Sudanese Egyptian queen, which is what I like to kind of dedicate my drag to, which is why I'm called Kara Ali. Um, a lot of my family are from Cairo and are still in Cairo. Um, and yeah, and then I do law as well. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very excited to record with you today. Uh, we actually found each other through Matchmaker FM. I was mm -hmm. like going through and I, and I saw your page and I was like, oh my God, they look so cool. And um, yeah, and you're in England too. How's living in England? <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, this past year has shown that the government is like incompetent and doesn't know how to deal with COVID. And we are like in still such a bad place like you, the UK is so small and we have like one of the most like worst cases of COVID in the world it's ridiculous but it, it's good we're getting better hopefully within the next few months we can fully like go back to normal so do you guys still have um like masks and stuff everywhere you go yeah so masks are like mandatory you have to wear them wow. um yeah, like they're saying on the 19th of July that we will get rid of all of that, but our cases started like doubling a few days ago again. So whether that will happen or not, I mean, the government have promised it. I don't know. It, yeah, and our clubs, like our clubs, we have this thing, it might be the same over there as well, where like the clubs are open, but you have to be seated. Um, uh, you can't move, can't mix with anyone. You can't dance. You have to sit down You and you have to order on your phone as well. So yeah, it's oh, very wow. like a lot of restrictions are still in place over here. Yeah, they were doing that here. Cause I'm, I live in like around Chicago. And one time my friend went out like a few months ago and she went to a bar and she started to dance and they like came over to her and they like yelled at her and they're like, you have to plan your seat. And I totally get it. Like we, we respect COVID here, but yeah, restrictions are lifting here, but also too, like, I feel like the CDC was way too quick with like, oh yeah, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. It's like, <laughs> you, you know, just like now we're doing the honor system after all this time. It's like, I don't think 
half of these people are vaccinated, but whatever, you know. No, it is it is messy, but um yeah, I'm just hoping we get out of it. Like everyone has been offered a vaccine here now in the UK, so hopefully we can go back to normal now, but I don't know. Oh good. And I hate to bring up COVID as well. I hate to bring <laughs> up COVID, but you know, if that's the f- when I think of the UK, it's just that's the first thing that comes to mind now is like the horrible way we're dealing with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the US is like no better. Like it's it's just so embarrassing. But yeah, how was your oh. Pride Month? Pride Month was good. I mean, a lot of virtual shows, like I said, COVID again. So the Pride events didn't happen. Um because we actually had a date in June where all masks and social distance were to go, but that obviously that got pushed back. So like I had a lot of virtual shows. I still have like quite a few pride shows coming up, like virtual ones. Uh, one of them in like two days. So if anyone's interested in that, oh, cool. <laughs> head to my Instagram. Um, yeah, a lot of virtual things going on. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It, it's funny to see now because like we're filming this at the beginning of July. It's funny to see how like the big brands are like dropping like the pride flag out of their bias and their pictures <laughs> oh yeah it's literally like july 1st it's like nope we're done you know literally yeah but well, that's enough you, activism yeah have you seen i know it's like becoming a meme on the internet now have you seen the ikea pride couches no okay so ikea did this thing where they commissioned artists from the lgbtqi plus community to make couches which is kind of cool and interesting, but the bisexual one is like, um, it's, 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 it's kind of cool looking, but on the couch it's written, it's like when your sexuality goes from or to and, no one believes you. And it's just oh. like, oh, okay. Um, like, I don't know if I want that just like in my living room. A bit dis- distasteful, but. <sighs> yeah. Um, but what's the difference for you between doing like a virtual show and like a show in person? Like what are the struggles with that, would you say? Um, I think the live audience is not there. I mean, I'm still yet to do like an in-person show since I think my last one was February. Flash. I Flash. think it might yeah, February 2020. Yeah. I think was the last time I did like a live show. Um so yeah there's no live audience but I always see the benefits of it like virtual shows I've been able to meet so many queens from like around the world and I started like organizing and producing shows and I like get queens that like I follow but would never meet because they're in like Australia Amsterdam like anywhere and um I've been managed to like get in contact with them and actually work with them and I think if it hadn't been for like all this mess I wouldn't have like made those connections and like network so yeah, and like, I'm starting a thing from next, well, this month, the end of this month called International Drag Hour, which is like a once a month virtual show, like with one of my drag sisters, Bella, who is in Canada. And then the cast is going to be queens from literally everywhere. Um, it would be like eight of us and we're all from different places. So, I mean, there's been a lot of like opportunities that have come out of it that I've like really taken advantage of and I'm really grateful for. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I I totally can relate to that. It's also too, I feel like Skype meetings used to be kind of a thing if you were that long distance or just FaceTime. But with Zoom, it's kind of like a universal thing now, which is nice too, because if you are sick, 
um, and you have to stay home from work, you can still join in on a meeting and stuff like that. Like I think Zoom has allowed us to connect with others that we wouldn't be able to beforehand, you know? Definitely. And especially with like the drag scenes as well. Like it's so weird seeing how like maybe a different country does it. Cause I mean, it's all kind of the same, but it's, it's really interesting to see how like the humor is different. And I think you can also see that on Drag Race as well, because there's like Drag Race everywhere now. There's like Drag Race UK, Drag Race US, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race Spain. I think there's Drag Race Italy. So yeah, it's like really cool to see. I don't know, you kind of learn a lot from people from like other sides of the world. Um, so speaking of drag, um, what got you into drag specifically? Was there like a queen that inspired you to start doing drag or was it like RuPaul's Drag Race? Like what was your inspiration? So there was like, when I was about 15 or 16, I started doing acting and then I started doing female impersonation in that. But when I was at that age, I had no idea about club culture or anything. I didn't know about that till I was like 18. So I did that for a few years and then I stopped that. Um, had no idea there was like even a thing called a drag scene. I had no clue. I was just doing this in acting, um, female impersonation. And then... A few years went by, I kind of dropped the acting, was studying, doing law. And then I think it was Jasmine uh, Masters. Do you know her? I think so. <laughs> I, she's that and I oop. Uh, oh, queen. oh, yes, I do. I do know her. So she makes those videos and she's been doing them for years. And it was her video from like oh, years and years ago. Um, and I was like to my friend, like, who is this? This is so funny. And my friend was like, that's Jasmine from RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, watch it and see. Um, so then I just watched it. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like, I've been doing this before anyway. Um, so then that's how I found out about drag culture. And that's how I started, like, making the Instagrams and doing more makeup and getting into it more. Because I realized there was an actual, like, market for this thing um, called drag. And there was, like, you could make money off of it. You could do it for fun. You could do shows. So yeah, that's how kind of how I got into it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I feel like drag kind of allows people to go into like different um, kinds of careers too. Like Trixie Mattel is like one of my favorites and mm -hmm. she has like her own makeup line. She has the show uh, with Katya. She and Katya yep. now started a podcast like and um, and Trixie does like her own music. It's like she does all these different things you know, and drag has allowed her to like do the music career she always wanted to do too. So I think that's awesome, you know? Yeah, literally. And I think the show really shows that as well because they make these girls do so much. <laughs> like they have to like jump into water. They have to do these athletic things now, like cheerleading, acting, singing, comedy. So yeah, drag is like, yeah, it's just so much in drag it's not just one thing it's not just female impersonation there's so much more to it than that yeah or even like if if the person doesn't really know how to sew very well it's like you know like the costumes like matter so it, it just goes to mm -hmm. shape. like so much goes into it yeah so who are your favorite queens favorite queens i think my favorite queen of all time is bob the drag queen oh like i think literally so smart she's got so much charisma and like I think what I've noticed with Bob as well and I was actually saying this to my friend yesterday because she does like a lot of hosting gigs like she did the pit stop which is like a drag race review show she also has a podcast where she has different guests and she literally gets on and has chemistry of like every single person 
And she even had, there was this like right wing guy who's like, um, he's, I think he's got a lot of fame from like TikTok and she had him on and they were discussing like their political views. And even with someone like that, she managed to make it like semi like enjoyable. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I th- Bob is so talented. I also really love Jada because she's just so pretty, so gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the like really like pretty, like gorgeous queens. I, I don't know. I love them so much. Like Violet. Violet is just everything. Literally just the glamour. I love that. Oh, me too. Or like um, Sasha Velour. I love how they kind mm-hmm. of like also go against gender too, like gender conventions in drag, you know? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I love androgyny in drag as well. And are you watching the most recent season of All Stars? No, I'm not. Oh, uh, well, there was, there's a queen called Yara Sophia and she did a, like an androgyny look and they put her in the bottom for it. But I was like, that's so cool. It was like a, uh, it was like a blue, the category was like blue worker or like blue collar worker or something like that. And it was just androgyny down. Like she had tattooed like big arms, but then like a sick, body like feminine it was just I love that as well that's so cool Ugh. yeah well I feel like there's so many things like happening in drag right now and you know like I just mentioned like gender has been changing I think in the mainstream like you know gender's been kind of been going on the wayside for a while I think in our community but what is something new and exciting in drag that you're looking forward to seeing progress in the future to be fair I think I don't know if there's anything new, but going back to basics, especially like here, like going back to in-person performing, mm-hmm. like even though that's been around for a while, that's kind mm-hmm. of like something we haven't had for so long that is kind of new again. Yeah. Because um, like stage presence and stuff, we might have lost that. Walking in heels, like all of that. A lot of us queens have to learn how to do that again because we haven't been doing that at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'm sure your shows are going to have to like, you know, change when you go back to in-person too. Because like you said, it's like, you know, the walking on stage that's been gone with in-person mm-hmm. shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I just love drag for what it is too it's just a beautiful form of art you know and I think it takes courage to do drag as well um I mean it's going against like conventional gender norms I think actually one thing I am looking forward to is how because on drag race for so long there's not me bashing the show but they've always had like cis males on there um and I think recently we've it's been more inclusive they've included a lot of trans females got mick who was on last season is trans male and i think yeah i think now people are like oh i can actually do this because my friend as well she hasn't started drag but she was like i would love to do drag but it just isn't for me and i was like why and she was like because you have to be a boy and you have to be this i was like no anyone can do drag yeah um but i think now people are seeing because the show because a lot of people, their main source of like drag isn't the local shows, it is Drag Race. Um, so like that's, they take that as like Bible, you know. And yeah. now that that's being more like inclusive, I think more people are getting into it. So I think that's really exciting actually, is seeing people being a bit more creative, getting 
drag to be more inclusive because when drag isn't inclusive that kind of gets rid of the whole point of it to be honest the whole thing is to be inclusive like and to be who you want to be so when you bar people from doing that it kind of like goes against the whole point yeah in my opinion no i totally agree with you um one of my favorite queens is juno birch um right and she's she's trans and she you know does like um feminine drag I guess is the right word for it but she's just like yeah I'm, I'm just gonna do this and do whatever I want and like create my own look and she does this almost like alien look with the gloves mm-hmm. and she's just so cool and I think like that's a good example of like what you just mentioned you know people are just starting to be more inclusive and just like trying new things and putting themselves out there um it's crazy and I was definitely one of the people who thought like that originally because when I was just watching Drag Race, um, that's what I thought Drag Wars was like men doing female impersonation. But then my local drag scene, which is Oxford, mm-hmm. I think like predominantly all of like the drag artists are, there's a lot of like AFAB queens, so assigned female birth. Like I think fem- like male doing female impersonation in my local drag scene is like the minority, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Oh, wow. I think literally i think there is more other like forms of more diverse drag which you don't see on the show which i wouldn't have known if i hadn't actually got into my scene oh that's so cool well i'm so glad to hear that you know that it's the the scene is changing i think it takes a lot of courage to do drag and just to also be part of the lgbtqi plus community um so what makes you courageous courageous i think just like a lot of my drag is like political as well, which is why I'm in law because law and politics, they overlap a lot. Um, and like, as I mentioned in the podcast, I'm Sudanese and Egyptian. And those two are like, the I definitely Sudan. I think Egypt is coming around a little bit, but it's still very like homophobic, transphobic, any phobic. They, they have like laws against gay people, trans people. Um, I think even in Sudan, Sudan was listed as like the most like harsh and extreme like homophobic place like in the world. I think it was like number two on like a report by Gay Times. So, you know, standing for that, because their kind of mentality there is that like gay people, trans people, LGBT people, they don't exist there. They see it as like a thing that's like in western culture i guess mm. um so what makes me courageous is being like no we exist you know i have a law degree i'm like a drag queen i'm oh, oh, sort of successful getting to that bit but you know yes, you i are. exist i'm here <laughs> well i need to graduate and then i will <laughs> then i will add that to my um cv but yeah just being like you know we exist you know like I'm in the UK now, but I'm Sudanese and Egyptian. And even if I was like born there or here, I still would have been gay. Like it's not something you choose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a great point. I feel like in Western culture, we become like very, you know, not take it for granted, but we forget sometimes like, oh yeah, there's other people in the world that can be killed for being out and proud. So I think and also too, just just hearing you say that like they don't think that you know we exist is just mm-hmm. you know it's it's so sad and it's nice to see you know you and like everyone else too who has like a marginalized identity be like no yeah like we exist we're real 
and we're gonna like keep being who we are you know uh yeah definitely yeah like in the u.s it's it, it's different depending on where you go you know like mm-hmm. where you're accepted where i am it's it's okay but i'm very lucky to you know be here living here and being able to like be out and not be killed for it you know that's always a nice literally thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think we do take it for granted as well. One thing like about the States as well, are you guys, is there a lot of religion there? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the, I did not know that because I, my original plan, like pre-COVID, I was applying to do like um, a gap year in America. Well, not a gap year, like an international year. Um, obviously COVID ruined that. Um, but I was looking at places and one of the like reps for America was like, you know, it's really religious here. You have to be careful where you go. And that was a shock for me because in the UK, I would say religion isn't, isn't a big factor here at all. Like, I mean, yeah, which is weird. Cause like we created like the church of England and stuff, but like <laughs> we really, it's more secular here. People aren't really religious at all. So I was really shocked to find that out about America. Um, and I've always like been semi like critical of religion just because a lot of the issues I've had with like family from like Southern Egypt, a lot of the issues come from or stem from religion. You know, this is just me going on a tangent as well. But yeah, so I was shocked to find out that like America is so this like religion is common there. I thought it was like here. Oh it yeah, isn't. it's it's like everywhere it's not so bad where i am but if you go in the south it's it's Mm -hmm. very much like the bible belt is what it's called i was even on tiktok the other day and i saw this video of this pastor um or i think he was a pastor not a priest and he was talking about how this is kind of like a little bit of a trigger warning for everyone he was saying he was making like a sermon or whatever and he was saying how Um, he was hoping that a car would go into an LGBTQ pride, um, pride parade and that, cause we're all going to hell and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like there's people like that who live here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You definitely have to be careful where you go. Um, it's also too, like in where I live, Catholicism is very present and Catholicism is like not super loving us so it's not Mm -hmm. like people won't like push me out of their homes but people will also like be uncomfortable with me and like act weird so it's definitely a factor here unfortunately yeah I well my plan I got a place at San Diego State but my other place was like North Carol like the University of North Carolina or something like that and they were like yeah San Diego is probably better for you you (laughs) San Diego would be bad no, they said San Diego would be better for you. Oh. They were like, they were like North Carolina for someone like yourself <laughs> probably wouldn't be as good. And I was like, oh damn. And then they went into all that. Um, but yeah, I was shocked to find that out. Yeah. Well, speaking of how you're studying law, um, what made you want to pursue studying law? Like, that's awesome. You know, you got the beauty and you got the brains. You're killing it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think it was the whole thing of seeing like how the legal system works and how like particular people, not even people just like myself, but a lot of minorities are at like a disadvantage. And I just, I wanted to study it and just kind of like 
I don't know, just see how it works and see if there was any way someone like myself could make a change within it, you know, because it is like, I don't know, it is still very like, there's racial issues, there's a lot of racial issues, but there's also like homophobia and transphobia that's like in the law and like entangled and has been in the law for like many years. Like I know recently the UK government has made it harder for people, trans people to get surgery. Um, Yeah, like just recently, I want to say maybe within the past month, it might have been a bit longer than that. They've made it harder for any like trans youth to get surgery or access to like hormones or access to start their transition has been made like really tight by the law. So it was just like things like that have been going on for a while as well. It seems like we make one step forward and like 10 steps back within the law. And so I wanted to study that and see, you know, if there was any possible way I could make a change and have someone within the law who, like myself, is very like diverse, I guess. Yeah. Because like the, the, the legal system is like headed by like white males. So <laughs> that's how it is here too. All the literally. old white men were on their way out but still <laughs> seem to be interested in like the, the the issues of like people that they don't even are involved with, you know? Yeah, things they can't relate on. Like we need more people. And I think that deters people because they're like, well, this like system, this legal system doesn't represent me, doesn't see me. What's the point of me going into it? When it should be the opposite way around, you know, people should be going into it to, you know, make that change. But I can see why people have been like, well, you know, you don't respect me. You don't see me. What's the point? Yeah, it's it's so hard with the legal system and, you know, navigating that when you're a marginalized person. Um, I can't imagine, uh, especially in the UK, too, because I, I was reading something about how gay conversion therapy is still legal there. Is that correct? Or that's a yeah that's a mess in itself like the government Boris Johnson who is our prime minister is always like conversion therapy is so bad like he's always like stood against it then we're like well can you make it illegal and he's like no (laughs) he's like no (laughs) he's like no I I don't want to do that and we're like okay (laughs) well okay thanks bestie like (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) oh man yeah here in the U.S. recently the government or Joe Biden's, I think, administration was trying to stand by a law, but um, he, they were trying to support a religion's right to not discriminate against people of people, LGBTQ people, but it was like, we, we stand firm in our stance of protecting religious beliefs. Um, and I was like, okay, um, so I think it's a little different when you're telling me I can't buy a wedding cake from a religious bakery, but okay, like, oh thanks, thanks, Joe Biden, you know, for, <laughs> for me. Um, Literally, um, like, American law is so confusing to me, because, like, you have, do you have different laws, like, in each state? Yes, it's very confusing. That's just, like, that's, I don't get that at all. Um all our laws are the same everywhere you go so you don't have to like I think you have to redo the bar if you want to like practice in different states right yeah yeah you do you make a decision of where you want to live long term and then take the the test there that's wild to me here is just like it's all the same luckily (laughs) well that's so nice for you um 
Cause then it's like, you can just kind of like go wherever and like not have to stress about if you're practicing somewhere else, if the things, if the laws are different, if things have changed. Um, Literally, America just seems so wild to me. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting place. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, but what kind of law do you want to practice? So I want to go into like, my main thing that I've always been interested in was like media and entertainment law. Hmm. Because I, I like like contracts, defamation, because um, we're doing drag, I'm involved with a lot of that stuff as well. Um, that has always been something I've wanted to go into. I haven't fully decided yet, but at the same time, I do want to do something like maybe human rights or something that was like, was my original goal of law to begin with, you know? That's, that's an interesting part of law that I feel like people don't really immediately think of, you know? Um, I think here it's just business law. So doing, like you said, like contracts and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exciting though. You're literally going to be like a lawyer soon. That's so cool. It's really, really exciting. Um, to be like a full blown out lawyer, you have to do like one extra top up year, which is so annoying because I'm like, okay, what were the three other years for? But um, yeah, so next week, fingers crossed, I get a good result. Yes. Well, I'll, I'm going to manifest for you. I'm going to get some good vibes out there for you that you'll pass. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I was thinking about our show that we were going to do and how you do do Dragon Law. And I was thinking about my own experiences. So part of my English degree kind of helped me to see patterns and intersections between different lines of study, like women and gender studies has a lot of overlap with English studies. Uh, so do you find there are intersections between dragon law? Like, I think as a lawyer, you're putting on a performance, you know, you're trying to like convince a jury or convince a judge, you know, about a story, you're telling a story. Um, and I think drag is similar in that way. But like, what are some of the similarities for you? Oh, you definitely have to have like a persona for both. Um, like obviously drag, you have to kind of go out there and be confident on stage. Whereas like me now, I would never go on stage or I'd never go over to random people. I'd never host a show or stuff. You have to kind of have that confidence. Um, that's kind of what Kyra is. And then in law, it's the same thing because say if you're like in a courtroom or in front of a judge, you have to be stern, resilient and confident because if a judge notices you being like, quiet or they don't think you're confident in your case you're going to lose that case like yeah. <laughs> you have to be you kind of have to put um like a brave face on and a persona for both definitely yeah I even think clothes too and what you wear um mm -hmm. like I'm I'm into true crime a little bit and during the OJ Simpson case um the one lawyer she got a perm halfway through the trial oh okay and it was a huge thing in the media. They just ripped her to shreds and, and like talked about how unprofessional it was and how like it looked bad. So I think even just the way you present yourself in a courtroom does matter. Just like in drag, you know, your look matters. Oh, a hundred percent. Have to dress smartly. Um, yeah. I think I remember that thing with OJ Simpson though. And it was like, that's kind of, ironic away because they're kind of deflecting from the fact that like this is a murder case and you're focusing on people's hair yeah. but I mean I digress yeah I think crime is really like sensationalized here it's almost like tv to some degree you know like mm -hmm. Ted Bundy who's a mess of a person terrible person 
was like putting on like a show, you know, because he represented himself in court because he's like a narcissist. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it's funny too that like, like people think like, oh yeah, I, I, I know law. Like I can totally win my own case, my own murder case. Like, no, no, no. That's crazy to me as well that he represented himself. And there was another guy who came up on like my Instagram or for you page who was also just representing himself like Billy? maybe a week or two ago. He was found guilty like straight away as well. <laughs> it's like, why would you think that that's like a good idea? You know, like, no. I don't know. And also too, like, like you said, it's takes, it's taking me like four years to finish your degree. You have to learn so much to mm-hmm. practice law. Literally it's, it was a lot like these past three years, but, um, I'm just glad I got through it. I don't know how people are doing that, whether they must be narcissists. You must have some, like, something isn't right if you think you can do that and win as well, which I think Ted Bundy fully thought. He was like, oh, I've got this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he really thought that. He proposed to someone during the trial. Like this, oh. this woman that was, um, I literally just watched the Ted Bundy tapes recently again. So that's why I have really <laughs> present knowledge of it, but she was testifying in his, in, in his character, like supporting his character. And he was like, would you like to get married? And she said, yes. And since there's a judge present, that meant that they got married right then and there. Oh my, <laughs> yeah. that, oh, damn. Yeah. The thing about that as well, wasn't he also like cross-examining like his own victims because he was representing himself? That's, see, this is what I mean. This is wild. <laughs> like, how is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know. And it, the judge too was like kind of nice to him. Like at the end when he sentenced him to death, he was like, you know, I wish you luck, young man. If if you'd gone a different path, I would love to have you in my courtroom. And I was like, bro, he murdered people. I know. I know. Oh, my. It, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of TV, you know, and uh, people being lawyers, Kim Kardashian is also studying law, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So you guys are basically twinning. You know, we love to see I it. I know. <laughs> me and kim (laughs) um so do you watch keeping up with the kardashians at all i haven't watched it in a while i used to be obsessed with it i used to love kylie so much Mm -hmm. um i used to she had her own show as well like could i am kylie or something yeah i think so like that and i i lived like i loved um kylie so much but i haven't watched it in a while and I'm thinking of maybe watching it again because now it's like finished and it's over just to wrap it off. Because like when I used to be obsessed, I mean, like I started from season one and then got up to the recent season at the time. And then I just stopped. I do that with a lot of TV shows. So I need to get back into it. Um, I don't know where I got up to. Um, I think it was just before, just before like Kylie and Chloe had um, a baby. Because they were like pregnant at the same time just before then. Isn't that crazy how they were pregnant at the same time? Like, I know, like, yeah. She, Kylie said, I'm a billionaire, let me have a baby. And everyone was like, she's gone. I was like, she hasn't had a baby. Like, come on, guys. And then she came back and I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like a stan. I was like a Kylie stan. I was like, no, she's just having a break, you know, from social media. (laughs) 
Well, they actually just did a reunion episode with, uh, I don't think Andy Cohen. I think that's not his name. He does the Real Housewives reunions. I think I that is his name. I, I think so. Okay. Could be wrong. That could be a, di- or that's a different celebrity is one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did the reunion episode with them and Courtney is just like, she's just like off the wall she's like let's take a shot of tequila like let's just do it you know and then they don't actually take one and then Uh, the other sisters will be talking and Courtney is like making faces at them while they're talking (laughs) so someone will be talking about something really serious and then in the shot you'll see like like Chloe laughing or something like it's just it's all over I guess she's happy because she's been wanting this show to be over for a hot minute she wanted to quit that's like the reason her and kim had that massive fight wasn't it where they were like fist fighting each other oh, that was crazy <laughs> that was to do with that as well so i think courtney's just like yes i can finally close this chapter because i feel like even when i was watching it like years ago she was like that she wanted to leave <laughs> yeah and i mean like i don't blame her but then like it got a little intense in the reunion too because chloe and kim are like well we share you know we share all our lives and like you know courtney doesn't want to and i and like courtney's just sitting there and she just looks so mad and i was like oh this is gonna be fun after the show for them you know oh my i need to watch it i'll get back into it i will okay amazing um (laughs) yeah i don't know and just kendall too I have mixed feelings on Kendall. I used to live for Kendall and Mm -hmm. now she just like bugs me. I don't know. She just I saw a TikTok and I don't know if this is true or not because I really I don't keep up with Kendall, but it was like (laughs) when everyone thinks you're like the nice one, but you're the most problematic, and it's a TikTok and it was like Kendall's face. (laughs) And I was like, is Kendall problematic? I haven't been I didn't know that. Oh, well, let me tell you what happened. So she started her own tequila company, which is like they all need something, you know, they all need some sort of side hustle, I guess. And everyone was kind of like, what does Kendall really know about tequila, you know? Mm -hmm. And she did this photo shoot in like a field, like wearing like, you know, braids and like, like a, like a ranch kind of outfit and was like riding horses. And it just, I remember seeing it and I was like, Ooh, I was like, I don't know about this one. You know, it looks a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. were upset about it. It's a bit tone deaf to do something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a photo series, and it was like her, and then it was like literally like workers in the fields. And I was like, oh babe, that's mm. not it. Oh, yeah. oh my! I feel bad for her because I remember when I was watching. Um, she suffers from like really bad anxiety as well yeah but that's still so tone deaf oh yikes I did not know that yeah I know right isn't it just like big yikes yeah yeah I remember I was watching a TikTok about it or not about that but about her and she was having like a fight with Kylie during like a meeting and then she was like I have to go She's like, I can't deal with this. I have to leave. And they're like, don't you think this would be beneficial for you? And she literally just gets up and walks out. So like, <laughs> I feel her. Like, I'm like, I have oh to leave. I have yeah, to go. <laughs> literally. And I relate to her, like, the anxiety thing as well. Like, because she had quite a few panic attacks, like, on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And that was when I was watching. I was like, oh my, this is like, because I think for so many years, people saw this Kardashians as like a perfect 
kind of family they had no flaws or anything so when I saw Kendall like that it kind of drew me to her a bit um but yikes if she's doing stuff like that yeah I I have to unfollow (laughs) oh man um well before we go I want to guess your zodiac sign and I'm I'm so bad at it I I love astrology but I'm so bad at guessing people's signs I know my own sign and then I know my sign and then my close friend oh no I can't say her sign so I'm gonna give it away but I know like some of her sign as well but every other sign I'm like I know nothing about yeah I feel like I know a little bit but okay I okay so this is my thing I think you might be a Leo because you do give me Leo energy Okay. I'm also thinking maybe even like a cancer oh I just don't know I can never tell maybe yeah those are my guesses I'm thinking either a Leo or a cancer okay what's your I'm a Virgo oh wait you know what that does make sense because we want to go into law ah see I don't know much about like signs does that make sense of Virgos yes because Virgos like love to argue and like to be right like my dad's a Virgo Mm -hmm. and like we'll be talking and like you're such a Virgo like I he's (laughs) you know um oh awesome I love Virgos they're so cool Davida my friend who has her own podcast she's a Virgo and she's amazing I think you are kind of right though wait I'm cusp so like where my birthday is I'm kind of like Virgo and I want to say what's yeah, I'm like right on the cusp. So like my okay. star sign is Leo Virgo cusp. Yeah, well then there you go. Then you do have the Leo <laughs> energy that I perceive. Mm-hmm. So I was Ron. <laughs> Amazing. Well, before we go, I ask everyone, so I will ask you, why are you happy to be here? Whether that's in life, now in this moment, it's up to you to interpret that. I am happy to be here because... I'm excited to see life go back to normal. And I'm also excited to see like the next chapter of my life, um, where that's going to take me because obviously like next week, that's a huge like um, end of store. Like I'm closing one door next week when I graduate because I'll be done forever. So I'm excited for that. So I'm happy to be here for those things. Life getting back to normal and seeing where life goes. That's so awesome. Well, I'm so glad we met because you're so cool. And I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Like, okay, I don't know if this can stay in or not, but from some of the podcasts I've done, this has probably been like the most fun, like interview. Oh, really? Oh, that's so nice. Well, I just, I just like to have fun here. You know, I, I think this podcast has let me meet so many cool people. And I literally Mm -hmm. like saw your page and I was like, yep. I want to have them on. Yeah, they seem Thank so cool. You. So I'm so glad Thank you were able you. to come on. It was really fun. I've, and also like, this is unrelated, but kind of funny as well. This relates to what we said earlier. But you know how like um, pride companies, they like kick like LGBT people to the curb. Well, it was funny on Matchmaker and you might've got the same. Mm-hmm. When it came to pride month, there were people like, can you do an interview tomorrow for a pride episode? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know they were like oh my god i gotta get someone on that's in the community because like they didn't literally. want to be homophobic or something <laughs> literally yeah so this has been a lot of fun and yeah it's been a good conversation oh great
great. I'm so glad. Well, thanks for coming on. And this is me signing off. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.